You've got ideas, you've got ambition, you've got no time, or so you think. I'm Marissa Lonick, and I help busy moms with big dreams and no time. Join me each week as I dive into time management strategies, goal setting and achieving framework, and inspiring guests who are juggling mom life, work life, fill in the blank life. Dreams don't work unless you do, and just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't still make it happen, whatever it means to you. Welcome to the Mama Work It podcast. Hello, hello, mama friends. Welcome back to another incredible episode of the Mama Work It podcast. I'm so glad you're here. If you're new around here and this is the first episode you're landing on, yay! Glad to have you. My name is Marissa Lonick. I am the founder of Mama Work It, where we support women in the juggle, the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. And I am just thrilled you're joining us here on the show where we talk a lot about time management, productivity, ways to thrive, not just survive, working motherhood, whether you are working for someone else, working for yourself, or simply working it as a mama, we've got you covered here. So I was thinking about today's episode for some time. In fact, I was kind of procrastinating recording it, not because I didn't want to, or I was nervous or anything like that, but really because I wanted our topic, as I always do, I wanted it to be really, really impactful. And the right ideas just were not coming to my mind. So I asked the IG community. I got some really good answers. And here we are. So today we are going to talk specifically about the month of December, which is basically upon us. I mean, it's going to be here before we know it, just a couple days shy of when this episode airs. And I wanted to focus on that for a number of reasons. December tends to be a month that comes and goes quickly. Like it's usually very busy with the holidays, wrapping up work stuff, end of year work stuff. Same with school stuff for the kids before their very long break. There might be travel in there, which adds another layer of preparation and logistics and all of that. Weather may be a concern if you live somewhere where it gets snowy or icy. I'm a native New Yorker, so I know how December can be really unpredictable with regards to that. And then not to mention, it's the last month of the year. So there's a lot of pressure there to like finish with a bang or hurry it up for a fresh start in the new year. I don't know if you've seen any of these. I've seen them. I honestly dislike them. They're those memes. And trust me, I love a good meme. Okay, but I can't stand those memes that are like trashing the current year in December, making it seem like come January 1st, everything's going to be rainbows and butterflies simply because the number changes in the date. Honestly, I feel like it just, December just doesn't always get the intentional time it deserves. So as a time management and productivity person, I want to focus today's episode on ways to spend December with intention. Like what can we do to get the absolute most out of this month instead of just wishing it were over, rushing through it with an overpacked schedule, or like hating on the entire year 
over the last week because that's what self-deprecating humor does. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a few different ideas of things you can do, things we often do, things I would maybe like to do in December, things that I encourage others or myself to do. And hopefully these things are going to help you, help me to use our time with intention, enjoy the last part of this year, end on a positive note, not burn out, and basically just live our best life as moms, as career women, as spouses, partners, friends, etc. Okay, so here are the ideas I've got for you to spend your December with full intention. Are you ready? You might want to write some of these down. Here we go. Number one, block one full day where you have zero plans. Now, this doesn't mean you don't do anything on that day. You totally can. But make this a spontaneous day. So maybe you decide to spend the day in pajamas and play board games and eat takeout at home. Maybe when you wake up, you decide to go on a day trip last minute and you do that. Maybe it becomes one of those like yes days for your kids where they get to call the shots within limits, of course. But like take out your calendar, pick a day that you've got nothing going on, or maybe you can move some things around. Hopefully there's one on there and block the whole day. December can be such a busy month, but it also allows us the opportunity with extra days off from work, from school, to slow down if we want to and to allow ourselves to be a little bit more spontaneous. So tip number one, block one full day where you have zero plans. Tip number two, call someone you haven't talked to in a while. Okay, if you are a millennial like me who doesn't just like pick up the phone and call people generally, like you text them first, then text them. Text them, set up a time to chat. But make this happen. Like I want you to, if it's safe to do so, obviously, if you're not driving or you're in a safe space, like if you can do this safely, close your eyes, take a deep breath, And think about who you want to talk to. Like, who is the first person who pops into your head? Then make it a point to call that person this month. Catch up, ask them for a life update, give them your life update. If you're local, maybe you even schedule a time to meet in person. Reconnect with someone who you often feel like you don't see or speak to because life just gets in the way. So tip number two, call someone, reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a while. Tip number three, take a social media break. Maybe this is a day. Maybe this is a weekend. Maybe this is an entire week. Maybe if you're super ambitious, you make it the entire month. But allow yourself a breather from social media during this season. The holidays are tricky. People tend to show the best moments as we often do on our social feeds, but this can be really triggering if you're grieving during the holidays, if you're having marital trouble, if you're having financial pressures. So maybe give yourself a break from seeing all that and, you know, avoid the comparison trap that it brings, especially during this time of year. Simple, simple ways to do this, okay? Obviously, commit to a time frame, a day 
a weekend, a week, a month, whatever that looks like to you. But move the app or the apps from your home screen on your phone to a different screen. So you have to act, like you have to actively swipe to get there. Also, maybe put it in a folder on your phone so it's not as easily accessible. So your muscle memory doesn't kick in and accidentally have you opening the app up unintentionally. You can even go a little bit more extreme here and you can delete the app or the apps from your phone for a period of time. So I I did this. I wrote a blog post earlier this year about my first of four planned social media detoxes that you can check out. I'm going to drop a link to that in today's show notes. But I just want to say this is a really powerful way to eliminate that extra noise we might not want to be absorbing this month, especially. So tip number three, again, take a social media break, whatever that looks like to you. Tip number four, set some goals. So this is going to be two part, okay? The first part has to do with the planning for the new year. I'm a big goal planner, and every year I like to reflect on past goals and plan for future ones, and then I focus my time and energy on for the year ahead. So I'm thinking about goals in December that I want to implement in the following year. Uh, I usually set goals related to business, health, family, relationships, finances, overall personal development. And I also promote goal setting with my family. So I have a number of goals, but my kids and my husband, we individually, we each commit to one specific goal for the year. Um, Again, I have a few more than one, but for everyone else, they commit to one. And we have them on a piece of paper. And that's been super fun to do as a family as well. Like we write them down. We also do family vision boarding every December, which is a really fun activity to do together. And if you're into vision boarding or you're new to vision boarding and not sure how to effectively do it or where to start, I have an incredible biz bestie. Her name is Maria Maldonado-Smith. She has some excellent resources. I'm going to drop a link to her website in today's show notes too. So I said the goal thing was going to be two parts. So one part, again, is thinking about year ahead and using the time in December to plan and think about that. Maybe do this for yourself. Do this with your family. The second part of this, the second part of this is going to be that, all right, here's the thing. You know, there are a lot of people in December who kind of just like give up. What do I mean by this? Like if they feel like they fell off the health bandwagon, let's say with Thanksgiving, they think, what's the point? Like Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa's coming, vacation's coming up. Like why bother? And they procrastinate and they say they're going to start January 1st. Then January 1st, they're going to hit it hard. And then they basically turn into all those memes we see this time of year. Or they add an extra five pounds and some really unhealthy habits that then they have to now lose in January, not just the five pounds, but now they have to reverse those habits, which makes that transition so much harder. So why not set some actually specific to December goals? Why not work towards something now instead of waiting for January 1st? It doesn't have to be huge or unreasonable, but it can keep you focused, motivated, and it can maybe give you a running start to where you want to go in the new year. This could be fitness related. It could be like the goal of running 30 miles in the month of December. It could be a social media goal of consistently posting daily in December for your business. 
do not worry. You can still go on a social detox if you're a business owner and you commit to posting daily. You can use a third-party posting tool that will do that for you and plan ahead. It can even be a commitment to journaling or meditating or eliminating caffeine or something like that. I was recently a panelist on an incredible summit called Dare to Dream Dharma Queen. It was hosted by Rose Metcalf, really, really awesome, awesome virtual summit experience. And someone on the panel with me said, I love this, you are the most sophisticated plant on this earth. If you're not growing, you're dead. (sighs) Let that sink in. Goals help us to continue to grow because we know what to do to make it happen. We're moving forward. And if we're stuck without clarity, direction, purpose, we start shrinking instead of growing. So tip number four, just to recap here, set some goals, whether they be for new year goals, like for the next year coming, and you use this as a planning time or and or, I guess you could do both here, right? You also set some goals for the month ahead to end the year on a really high good note. Okay, number five, reflect. Reflect. The end of the year is a great time to think back and reflect on what has transpired. It can be hard to remember 11 months back what was going on where we were, what we were doing, how much we've expanded, what we've accomplished, what we've been through. And spending some time reflecting on that annually is an exercise that can be really, really powerful to help us move forward with more momentum, more knowledge, more experience, and more grace. So if you don't have a journal handy right now, be sure to come back to this episode. I want you to listen again because I want you to write these prompts down And then I want you to reflect on them. First prompt, what are five wins I can celebrate from this year? What are five wins I can celebrate from this year? What's a lesson or more I learned this year? What is a lesson or more than one lesson I learned this year? What is a core memory I experienced this year? What's a core memory I experienced this year? What was I feeling during this time? What was I feeling during this time? And finally, how can I copy paste or repeat or relive my happiest feelings or moments from this year to next year. I'm going to repeat that one more time. How can I copy paste or repeat or relive my happiest feelings or moments from this year to next year? Now, I don't mean the exact same moment feeling. I mean just wanting to be in that energy again. How can I make that energetically happen for me again. Sometimes it can be hard to get prompted with some of these questions because after all, it's been almost an entire year to when some of these things have occurred for us, right? And sometimes the most joy we experience isn't always like the first thing that comes to mind. So a great way to help you to get into that reflective space 
is to look at photos from the year prior. Like just take out your phone, go back to January of this year, start scrolling through photos. You're probably going to find yourself smiling and really just being taken back to days where you had really impactful experiences. They could have been normal everyday experiences, but they lit something up in you. And maybe they haven't been top of mind, especially if you find yourself in a season where things feel busier than ever. So number five was to reflect, reflect. And we've got the journal prompts in there. We've got a tip for kind of going back and looking at photos, all good stuff. All right. Number six, using your December with intention. Are you ready? Go on a fancy date either with your partner or a really close friend or someone you just love, love, love to pieces and do this. Not on the date, obviously. Do it before the date. But write each other a letter about where you see things next year, next December. So like, will you have moved? Will you have had another baby or your first baby? Will you have quit your job or started a new job? Will you have vacationed in Europe? These can be things about you, about you together with this person, about them individually, like all of these future things, right? These dreams, these aspirations you have for where you see yourselves in a year from now. And then seal it up, put it in a safe place. Next year at this fancy dinner, you're going to do it again, the same thing, but you're going to bring this year's letters. You're going to read each other's letters, or you can read them out loud to each other, however you want to do this, okay? This idea came from a mom friend years ago. And to be honest, I've always loved this idea, and I have yet to implement it in my life. But I just love it so much. I wanted to share it with you, and maybe I also kind of wanted to remind myself of it, because I really want to start this tradition in my own marriage, in my own relationship. So. Check it out. If that speaks to you as something that sounds super fun, try it. Go on a fancy date. Write this letter. I mean, you can't experience it full circle till next year, but still, let's get it going. Let's make it happen. And if you're like, oh, I can't get out of my house. I don't have childcare. Like, if the excuses start rolling in, you can find, still find a way to make this happen. Whether you do a childcare swap, with another family, whether you make this date, this fancy date happen in your dining room after bedtime, whatever it is, you can make it happen if this is important to you. No excuses. All right. Number seven, write your kids a note about the year. So with my kids, what I did years ago was I created email addresses for them and I periodically will write them emails, send them photos about events or experiences happening, milestones, all that good stuff. The end of the year, especially after you've reflected and looked at all those photos is like such a great time to write this letter or this email to them. You can make this as long or short as you'd like. You can include photos or not. But think about how special it will be for them to one day read this when they're older. Sometimes the ordinary moments, they don't feel super special to us day in and day out. But truth be told, they really are. Like we get so busy, we think this is like the last thing we'd want to do after a long day. But when I think back to a few years ago, or I see those photos pop up as memories on my social feed, I am like instantly drawn back 
to such little things that really shake me. Shake me. Like the sound of my kid's voice that's changed. The super chubby cheeks that have now thinned out. The haircuts that were awful. Like whatever it is, it makes me so nostalgic. It makes me really miss those moments that have passed so quickly. So if I can savor this feeling or this milestone or just give more detail about something that happened this year, how I was feeling in a documented way, I think it's a really incredible gift and just overall experience. And I know it's going to be really important down the line when my memory just doesn't remember this in the depth that I would like it to. So number seven, write your kids a note, a letter, an email, documenting some parts of the year. All right. Number eight, final idea here to use your December with intention. Develop a new small habit. Seriously, this is so powerful. Like one small teeny tiny habit that will absolutely change how you end the month versus how you started it. It could be anything. It could be flossing. It could be drinking a glass of water before you drink your coffee in the morning. It could be reading for five or 10 minutes before you go to sleep at night. It could even be like something as simple as hanging up your jacket instead of throwing it on the chair in your room. You know what chair I'm talking about. Think of one small habit that you want to do. Commit to doing it this month. If I were you, I would print out a calendar page of December. I'd post this somewhere where I see it every day, mark an X or a check on each day that you do this habit because who doesn't love to see that progress on paper? I know I do. I've got that going for me right now with my 90-day health challenge I've committed to for the fourth quarter this year. And it is just like giving me life. It's holding me way more accountable. It's making me feel so damn good to be able to track and see my progress over these weeks. So do it. Print out the month of December calendar so you can track this. And think about one tiny habit. What's it going to be? 31 days. You can totally do it. Make it happen. No excuses. No bullshit. No waiting for January 1st. Just go. Make it happen. All right. That's it, you guys. That's this week's episode. I hope you enter into this last month of the year with a renewed perspective, maybe a little more oomph than you were planning to give, because there is just nothing better then closing out a year on a high note. No matter what the past 11 months have brought you, obviously, a lot of tips I gave you today here. Take what feels right. Leave what doesn't. No pressure. No shame. You don't have to be an overachiever and do everything. But just take some sort of action. Because if you sit there and you just think about it and you don't actually do it, that's not going to make you feel good. And if you're feeling like holiday pressure right now and there's like an elevated stress level causing you to think like, oh my God, I just need to go back to homeostasis before I can even think about doing any of these things, I want you to immediately, after this episode, go listen to episode 113, just aired a few weeks ago. It's going to give you a little taste of the five habits I encourage you to implement during the holidays to give you less stress more joy in your life. So go ahead and listen to that one as soon as this one wraps up and then take a deep breath and maybe come back and re-listen here. All right. So as always, 
a big thank you for listening, for being here, for being you. The juggle of working motherhood is no joke, but I want you to know you're doing great. You should feel extremely proud of these last 11 months. And now go make this last month as amazing as you are. Go work it, mama. I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Mama Work It podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and would love if you could take a quick minute to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening from and maybe even send a note to a fellow mama friend recommending it. Reviews and recs help this podcast grow and reach more like-minded, awesome moms. And if you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to click that button so we can stay in touch, girl. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Mama Work It website, please do. There are lots of free resources and great articles there that can help you with the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So head on over. Thanks again for being part of the tribe. I'll see you soon, but in the meantime, keep on working it, mama.